The opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. Welcome to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. Joyce Buford is a certified coach who has a passion for helping women who need a second wind. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. If you're going through any of life's transitions, this program is for you. Joyce is president and founder of Joy After Divorce, a one-on-one coaching practice that helps women rebuild and redesign their lives after divorce. As a certified coach, she's had extensive training, including mentoring and training by Jack Canfield of the Chicken Soup Book Series. Joyce is also a member of Leadership Texas. On today's program, Joyce and her guests will help you learn how to get your second wind. Now here's our host and coach, Joyce Buford. Welcome. We are so happy to have you here. And it is second wind for me. I want to share that with you. So thank you for joining in this morning. I have a wonderful guest with you. But I wanted to share about a second wind that I experienced this weekend. While most of you were sharing your barbecue with your families, I was having a new and different experience. I had sold a house that I had in Santa Fe. So I flew out last Saturday to sign and sell the house. So last week was primarily spent preparing to disperse the furniture that I did not want, the things that I did not want, and to bring back only the items that I just couldn't part with. You know how it is when you move. So, and I already had a full house in Texas. So I thought I had carefully planned this out. I'd reserved my truck and the movers to help a month early. And I, so I thought, well, this won't be hard. I'll just do it the easy, cheap way. So I was going to drive the truck. Well... I reserved a truck that was too small for my things because, as you know, turning loose of things can sometimes be a challenge. Did you know that Memorial Day is the busiest moving day of the year? Well, I now know that because when I went to my original trucking company, which would get me and ask for a larger truck, They couldn't provide it because of such a busy weekend. So I had to go to another provider. But the only thing that they had was a 26-foot truck. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that is a huge truck. When I looked at that truck on their lot, my stomach dropped And I thought, oh, my goodness, I can't do that. I've never driven something so big. Well, you know, I entered the land of the unknowns, uncharted waters for me, because I had never driven a truck this big before. I had hauled a U-Haul. I had hauled a uh, trailer, a horse trailer around the country, 
few years back, but never driven a 26-foot truck. So all these doubts came up. Doubts that many, many, many times stop us from taking the journey. But as the week went on, I moved into from the doubt stage into the next stage that said, you know, I think I can do it. Just like that little train, you know, the kid's story that we like to listen to, the children's story about the little engine that thought they could. I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and then I can. I was so happy when I moved from the think I can into the stage, I know I can. And so I committed to the decision to drive this 26-foot truck from Santa Fe, New Mexico to Tyler, Texas, which is a 13-hour trip at 75 miles per hour. Now try 60 miles per hour. I left Santa Fe at 1.30 on Saturday afternoon. It was sunny, beautiful day. I asked everybody I knew in Santa Fe, all my friends, to give me courage, support, and a few prayers. During my six-hour drive, which normally takes four hours, I experienced a few challenges from Mother Nature. I had a rainstorm. I experienced two hailstorms, not big, but enough to make a lot of noise. I went through a dust storm, which lasted about 15 to 20 minutes. And in a dust storm, you are totally, totally blinded. You don't see the truck in front of you, which I saw for a while and then I didn't see. It's just an eerie feeling. And then the sun came out again. And I thought as I went through all these different experiences, driving this 26-foot truck, this is a lot like life, isn't it? You expect life to go as you planned, as I prepared carefully for. But, but along the way, the truck is too small. I couldn't get it. I had to go to plan B and then C. On the journey, I faced decisions, mainly do I stop or do I go forward? Do I pull over or wait for the storm to stop or just keep going? Somehow we do the best we know what to do at the time. We do the best we know how to do at the time. Transition is full of new experiences. <laughs> I experienced my first truck stop at a truck stop center, of course, where I learned the process for filling your truck. First, you find your diesel tank. Remember, I only pull forward. I don't back up. No backing is allowed when you pull a 26-foot trailer. Then, once you find your spot, 
you got to put your money down first before you get your diesel. The guy said, how much you want? I had no idea. I'd never filled up a diesel truck before. So he said, you want a hundred? I went, okay, a hundred's fine. He assured me that I would get my money back if I didn't fill up my truck. At the time, I was running back and forth to the main building in the pump in a major rainstorm with hail. I was so thankful to get back on the road, having survived my first trucking stop. From this drive, I learned some very important things. Passing. You sit really high in a truck. You can see the whole road. When you pass others, or others pass you, as they did many times as I was going 60 miles per hour, you can look other truck drivers right in the eye. I never did this because I my eyes were always on the road, but it, I was at the same level. Passing cars, you can see everything in that car. So be sure you don't have any secrets happening while passing a truck because it all is seen. <laughs> Parking. Always park going forward. No backing is allowed. <laughs> Go forward only in a truck. Turning. Make those turns wide. Take up two lanes while making turns, if that's what you need. Yes, take the space you need to keep you safe. Not shifting the load as you cut corners and go over the curb, which I must admit I did once or twice in the beginning. Keep on going. Challenges will occur, but keep going. Only stop if there is no other decision that makes sense. Stop, regroup, then continue forward. And the final one is ask, ask, ask. If you get lost, ask someone, which I did when I stopped at Taco Bell in Fort Worth, lost in downtown Fort Worth. Ask if you want something for directions which I did at the truck stop when the rain was coming down. How do I do this? How do I drive a truck in this rain? And ask for support if you need it. Ask your friends to send you energy to keep you through your journey. I love this life lesson. It was so powerful. It was an experience I wouldn't trade for. I learned so much about me, and about life. I can do anything I say I can do. You know, once I arrived at home, <laughs> I turned off the key of that big 26-foot truck. I gave gratitude for my maker for making me safe, for keeping me safe, and seeing me through this fabulous journey. I gave faith 
thanks for those friends who sent me energy and peace through those days I traveled. I kissed the ground when I called all my friends to let them know I'd made that journey safely. It was a pretty long list of friends, and I'm so thankful. I want to share this real story to allow you the knowledge that we are faced every day with challenges. And it's a constant decision to go forward. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Togedat.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Pinrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Life after an autism spectrum diagnosis doesn't have to be difficult. It can be joyful, happy, and filled with hope. Join Shannon Penrod, author, speaker, coach, and mom of a six-year-old recovering from autism for this inspirational hour of hope. She's even authored a series of children's autism books with her son, Jim. For more information about the books, Shannon, and Everyday Autism Miracles, go to her website, shannonpenrod.com. From there, you can also get to her other websites, blogs, and connections. On Everyday Autism Miracles, you'll hear stories from parents whose children have made miraculous strides. You'll also get the inside dish on therapies, treatments, supplements, and how to get funding to help you afford them. Miracles abound in the autism community. So tune in for Everyday Autism Miracles to listen, share, laugh, and surround yourself with hope. Everyday Autism Miracles with Shannon Penrod. Friday afternoons at 2, 1 central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. How'd you like that journey I took you on? Well, I want you to know it was real life. But now I want to turn to Memorial Day. As you know, we just did our barbecue yesterday. You did your barbecue with your families. And that holiday, always the final Monday of the May, started back in the Civil War days. And it's to celebrate those people that gave their lives to the country. And it was once known as Declaration Day. But in honor of this, in Memorial Day, we do give special thanks to those families who have lost members through the serving their country. On the other hand, today, my guest is also a very special lady, 
and is married to a very special man because he is serving his country. And I welcome my guest, Glad Doggett, today. Glad, are you there? I'm here. Oh, we're so happy you could come today and share with us your experiences of being a wife of a service person and who gives so much of his time. But we know the family also gives a lot of time to their country and in because everybody's affected by the decision to serve their country. You are a wife, a mother, and you also a professional. Glad and I have met each other through studying with a coach, Christine Kane, and uh, I have had the privilege of working Glad- with Glad on her career as a writer and a creative um, writer, editor, and content coach. So, Glad, welcome. Thank you. It's lovely to be here today. (laughs) How'd you like my journey this weekend? Oh, it was beautiful. It was a perfect metaphor (laughs) for life. Wasn't it? I couldn't believe it when the dust storm came. The the hailstorms, the the rain, not knowing what to do in certain situations, but having to ask for support and help. Perfect. Just like real life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when that dust storm came along, I just had to say, really? Are you really doing this to me? What's next? The locust? You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> I felt like I felt like I was going through some of that. But first off, tell us, um, I just sort of, sort of want to bring our listeners up, that you are married to a man that is enlisted in the service. And uh, tell us a little bit about him. My husband is a sergeant major for the MP Corps. He's been mm-hmm. in the military, U.S. Army. For about 22 years, we've ah. been married for about 12. So he yes. did most of, or half of his career before he met me, um, and he's deployed several times. In fact, he just returned from Afghanistan after an, a 10-month deployment over there. He's been yeah. home about 10 days. Oh, um, that, so is that was fabulous! Yeah, yeah, it's great to have him home. I bet. I bet. I bet. I'm. I'm so um, impressed by the courage that it takes not only for him to leave and go fight for his country or be in those areas that are considered very dangerous, but also that the courage it must take for you as family to be strong during that time. Right? Yeah, it's a challenge, yes. I mean, not only is it a challenge for spouses, you know, they're both, you know, men and women, so we can't just say army wives or military wives because sometimes it's the husband that's left at home. Um, But, yeah, the children, you know, their parents leaves and goes into a dangerous situation, and it's very challenging for the kids. That's why a lot of times um, military communities stick together because other children are going through the same thing. Right. And it's easy for their friends to, you know, relate. Yeah. You know, do so they? Uh, my, my, go ahead. I was going to say, do they actually have something called support groups, or do the kids just kind of hang out and do their sharing oh, that the way? Army, well, I, I'm I'm assuming this for the most of the military. I, I'm an army wife, so I know about the army. But yes, they yeah. offer us all types of support and um, FRG, which is Family Readiness Group, which is you know trying to get the spouses involved in different things while the, the, the soldier is away. 
Um, mm-hmm. We have all types of support. All you have to do is reach out and um, if you need help. And, and plus, the, the, I say Army wives because I'm an Army wife, but we have a community yeah. that we just don't look like sisters. When our spouses are away, we really step up and are there. Because most of the time, like, for example, I currently live outside of Savannah, Georgia, but I'm from mm-hmm. Louisville, Kentucky. And, um, you know, I don't know anyone here. The only people I know are other military spouses. You know, since I've been here for three years, I've reached out in the community and made friends. But when I first got here, the only people I knew were Army people. Yes. And, you know, that's something that happens a lot in military communities. The the families stick together because we are each other's stand-in families while, you know, our husbands are doing their jobs. Right. And they they are really the best support. I think any time you go through a transition, it's so um, important that you seek out people that are going through similar transitions uh, because they understand your situation. They really know oh, your doubts, your fears. I mean, that's one of the things I always tell my clients when they go through divorce is that it's really important to create friendships with other women going through the very same thing or have experienced the same thing because they know your situation and can be of mm-hmm. such great support. So, so you do have two children, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, they're grown now. They're both in college. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yeah. We're <laughs> laughing because I was thinking, Glad looks so young. You would think this lady is in her 30s, early 30s. Well, and thank so you. Last- that makes my sense. <laughs> So we were visiting, and and somehow I'd always envisioned her with these little 10- and 12-year-old children. And so she enlightened me to say, no, they're in college. So we're laughing about that. So, but when when your husband first deployed, your kiddos were probably in their 10 or 15 years, right? Well, when we first married, he had to leave to go to um, Iraq. That's what they okay. the country system into Iraq, and my children were in middle school. So, okay. um, now they're not his children. Um, they're that, Mike is his their stepdad, but right. um, it still made a big difference in our home because it was a vacuum. You know, we had we were used to him being there, and suddenly there's three of us, and mm-hmm. you know, it makes a difference. And my husband has children of his own who live in Indiana mm-hmm. with their mother, um, right. and that's also a because not only is he away from them, but he, communicating with them is a challenge. Um, right. You know, we communicate on Skype, but when they're younger, like back then when he went to Iraq, it's difficult to do Skype. You know, kids don't yes. have the attention span. They don't understand how it works or whatever. Um, right. So, you know, there's all types of barriers. to You can't just pick up the phone and call. It's not that easy. Um, yeah. It is nowadays. You know, now that we've, we've gone through three deployments, this is our last one, and it, the communication was available and e- much easier this time around. Oh, I um, bet. Still, it's a challenge. It's expensive. You know, the cost is high, and it's we're on opposite time zones. So when it's one o'clock in the morning for me, it's noon for him. Which you know, and oh, vice yeah. versa. So that makes it a challenge. Yes. So yeah, it's it, it's hard on families, and I think a lot of times it's easy to forget that. Um, but when when a soldier serves, the family serves. Um, right. You know, it's a family um, situation, not just the soldier. Now, the soldier is in, is in harm's way, but the spouse has to step up and do the job of two parents. <laughs> you know, Correct. And yeah. take care of everything at home as well. So, yeah, but yeah. 
we we know what we're getting into when we marry a soldier. You know, it's uh-huh. it's uh, you know you kind of know what you're getting into, and he's worth it. You know, he's worth every bit of it. So. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad this is being recorded so he can hear it later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I tell him all the time. (laughs) Oh, you do? Oh, good, good. Yeah. Uh, Well, so is he retiring after this or will he just serve in the United States? Well, he is making some career choices right now. Um, He has goals that he wants to meet before he leaves the service. And Mm -hmm. I'm... My career is flexible because I work from home and I'm my own business owner. So I tell him, you do whatever and I'll follow you and we'll figure it out as we go. Uh, Talk about transition. Well, Texas is a great place if you want to come to Texas. (laughs) I'll definitely keep that in mind. (laughs) Great people here, too. Uh, so anyway, but I'm sure even with reentry, you, you know, we talked about the reentry of the, the whole left when they go off to duty, but the reentry of just getting used to having somebody back in the household in that hole is an adjustment for us as yeah, well. Certainly yeah. for both of us, you know, he's yeah. been living in a little, little bedroom pretty much for nine months. Ten months, and I've been having—I've had the whole house to myself with yes. my own time schedule, my desires, you know, whatever, what I want to watch on TV, and etc. <laughs> so when he comes back, while I'm, I celebrate and I'm so grateful, I also have to, you know, it, it, it feels, you know, a little uncomfortable adjust, for both of us at first. We adjust, yeah. and yeah. that's something that's common. You know, it's like almost the unspoken situation yeah. people have with because. Just like anything else, when someone comes into your space, it causes movement everywhere. And, it does. Um, fortunately, I, we've done this enough to where we know what to expect. And it's kind of like, okay, we know this is part of the transition. And by <laughs> week two, things get back to normal. But at first, it's like, uh, you left your shoes here. Um, did you plan on washing that dish? You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is amazed. when open communication is really good. <laughs> and it, you know he goes he's still going through as a matter of fact the army requires them to go through um, several days of transition where they have to go in for half days and have classes on reintegration and that's what they call oh. reintegration training yeah yeah so he's still going through those because he, because he just got home 10 days ago he's still going through the reintegration process yeah well it's so interesting because i think a lot of us forget the side part to the experience that you've gone through. So when we come back, we're going to be talking about Glad Doggett, the woman that is the professional, and I want to hear your exciting uh, profession, which is writing and blogging. So we're going to take a short break. You're listening to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, and we, as usual, have women that are absolutely fascinating, how they add to the world, how they build their own world so that it is enjoyable, it's full of joy, and really worth living. So welcome back shortly. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Yeah. 
chances are you didn't give birth to Einstein. So why are you trying to raise your child to be like him? Welcome to Stop Raising Einstein with your host, Tara Kennedy Klein. Woohoo Radio Network's parenting show dedicated to helping you release the myth of the perfect parent and discover the unique brilliance in your child and you. Tara and her panel of amazing, intelligent, and sometimes off-the-wall guests will share the tips, tools, trends, and techniques available that will help you stop raising Einstein and start relishing your role as a proud and present parent. Join her every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time for Stop Raising Einstein, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Get ready to live la bella vita with Dawn Catherine on Toginet.com. Live la bella vita. If you're wanting to know all the beauty tricks of the trade and the latest fashion trends before everyone else, this is your show. If you admire celebrities' beauty and their fashion sense, this is your show. Do you love wine and want to know more about the process it takes to make wine from the vine to the bottle? This is your show. Live la bella vita. For more on the show and your host, check out our website, LaBellaVitaCosmetico.com. This is the kind of show you can sink your teeth into. If you enjoy traveling and food and family, all with an Italian flair, then you can live La Bella Vita with your host, Dawn Catherine. Wednesday nights at midnight, 11 p.m. Central, on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome. You are listening to Second Wind with Joyce Buford. And for any of you that may be wanting to call in and talk to my guest, Glenn Doggett, who will be talking about writing a blog, which is part of her business, but she's going to tell us more about that. You can call in at 877-864-4869. That's the question and answer number that you can call in if you have a question about blogging. Now, glad I've sort of let the cat out of the bag here, but tell me about your business and how you decided to do a business around this. Okay. I worked in corporate for 20 years as a writer and editor um, for employees of um, a big corporation. And mm-hmm. when I got married, um, my husband and I uh, had made a choice to for me to leave that job <laughs> because it was almost impossible for us. Well, for one, he couldn't stay where, in Louisville because he had to travel. And so we yeah. made the decision for me to leave after, you know, all that time. So I had to figure out kind of what I where I fit in the world. You know, after 20 years mm-hmm. of working in one place, kind of get comfortable. Oh, yeah. Um, and I tried different things, and I just decided that corporate wasn't, where I wanted to be anymore. I was just too independent. I had some ideas about how I could serve the world in a larger way. And, yeah. 
you know, I didn't know what that looked like or felt like. I just knew that it was something I wanted to kind of explore. And mm. um, I, I decided, hey, you know, I'm, I do a pretty good job of writing and editing. I've been doing it for a long time. Let me see what's out there. And I stumbled upon this amazing community of online uh, businesses, and there are millions of them out there. And I had no idea because I was too busy being a mom and a wife and, you know, employee yeah. to know yes. that the Internet had such potential. Um, yeah. So since I had free time, I started exploring and um, offered my services, you know, just to ad hoc. Like, hey, you know, I can do this. And <laughs> ended up a lot of people were interested in help with their writing. And mm-hmm. so I just kind of, um, for the past two years, have been developing and creating this business where I help entrepreneurs who are building online businesses create their marketing copy yes. um, so they can reach their, their ideal clients and attract income and joy into their lives through their businesses, you know, online-based businesses. Yeah. And, I'm, you know, this is um, something that comes naturally for me. It's portable mm-hmm. because I, li- I work from home. And it yes. works perfectly with my, my situation with my husband because we move about every three years. And I can work right. from anywhere. So if I need a cafe with an Internet connection, I'm good. I have an office. <laughs> so it worked out really, really, really well for me. Right. Did you? I was curious to know. Did you, as a young girl, a little girl, or early six, seven, eight, nine, ten, were you interested in writing even then? You know, I've always been a word nerd. What I say, I had journals mm-hmm. when I was little. I mm-hmm. read voraciously. I've always been a voracious reader. I've always loved um, language and poetry and. I, you know, I didn't publish anything. It was probably mm. nothing worth reading, but I've always had a pen in my hand. And yeah. it's just part of who I am. I just can't imagine not being involved in the world of words. And, in fact, when I was, first got out of college, I would have these visions of, like, these writers being in cafes, and I would go to cafes <laughs> and kind of, like, hang around, trying to say, okay, if they bump into me, maybe the mojo will rub off, and I can become a public writer. And I so who were some of those artists that you would sit in cafes? Ernest Hemingway or any of those? Oh, God. Did they have faces? Pardon? Did they have faces? Oh, uh, you know, it was local writers or people okay. that I went to. Was, you know, yeah, I was, you know, I was dream big. I was young. I didn't realize. I was just in little old Louisville, Kentucky. You know, writers hang out there. <laughs> but, um, well, you know, so that's I so important, is- I think, because I stress to my uh, women clients that I'm going through in rebuilding their lives that we can connect with that little person in us because many, many times, even as early as six, seven, or eight, we know what we like because we spend time doing it. And so it's so it's such a surprise when we reconnect with some of that talent that we have that we came with. So I, I always like to ask, were you aware of this? You were you were spending time in that area whether you really knew it would be a part of your life in the future or not. Yeah, I read books about writing. I read about mm-hmm. writers. I, I took writing classes, and I never—it never dawned on me that you could actually make a living as a you know a writer editor. Which <laughs> basically that's what I am. I'm an, a strong editor, and I just learned that's where my talent really lies. You know, yeah. helping other people write their words. And yes. I, I had no idea. And when it came time to create a business, I was like, "Wow, you mean I can actually do this?" You know, yes. it, it was like. <laughs> Really, you're kidding. I've been doing this all my life. What do you mean? Yeah, and I actually enjoy doing it. 
Isn't that amazing? It's it's (laughs) amazing and wonderful when you kind of figure out your mission or your purpose here is to, you know, exploit your talent, exploit your passion. And the the universe will reward you by sending you people who need what you offer. Uh I'm one of those. I'm one of those. I came to you. Exactly. And yeah. please now look at the beautiful relationship we've created. <laughs> Absolutely. As well as good copy. <laughs> yeah. But there are so many people that really feel inadequate to write the words. Mm-hmm. I wonder where that starts from. I, because I do believe we are all creative. But mm-hmm. somehow, in some areas, we just feel... Um, not adequate. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like being exposed. It's, you know, naked on the page is a way to put it. Because you, there's, articulating your feelings and thoughts and, with your voice is a different skill set than writing it. And a lot of people think you just write like you talk. Well, if it were that easy, you, it, that's the goal is to make it conversational, yes, but there's a different part of the brain involved with writing, and it's almost like I said, being exposed. It's showing a part of yourself that not a lot of people see, mm-hmm. you know, if you're not typically a writer. And, you know, we come up in school learning all these grammar rules and reading authors that are, you know, these amazing writers, and there's a lot of pressure to communicate with the word, written word. And I think that's one of the reasons that people feel so inadequate, as you said, or, or insecure about it, because they don't know that they can measure up to what they've been shown as the example. Right. Um, so what I say to do is just to write a crappy first draft, you know, to borrow uh, the, the phrase from Anne Lamott. Um, she calls mm-hmm. it something else. But, <laughs> but what you just put the words on the paper uh-huh. as they flow, and then you go back and find the things that resonate. The, the good phrasing, the, the words you like, you pull that out, and then you do crappy draft number two. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Writing is rewriting. And yeah. you have to give yourself permission to be imperfect and to let yourself be being seen. And mm-hmm. I think it's just like any other muscle. You have to practice and work it and build it, and it's a process. And, and mm-hmm. I think if you come to it with that, I, that mindset that I'm not going to do this perfectly and I'm giving myself permission to do it badly, I think that's where it, that's where you start, and all, and from there is where you build your skills. Well, you are really preaching to the choir when you talk about that because I was under the misconception that it had to be perfect the first time it came out, or I it determined whether I was a writer or not, and so oh, no. I was so frustrated <laughs> because I'd write it and it sounded terrible. And then somebody mm-hmm. said to me, uh-uh, you do that first one just to get it out and throw it away. Yeah. And I went, oh, this is you so get, get freeing. It out on the paper. Yeah, so you can see what you think. Because yeah. your mind, is, it thinks in like these thought bubbles. You know, no linear thoughts. It's just pow, pow, pow. So once you mm-hmm. get it on the paper and you can see it, that allows you to start creating a structure. Or, yes. So, you know, and that's how you do it. You cannot judge your first. I say three or four drafts because yeah. that's, it's like wanting to walk. You put, you yeah. put a baby on the floor, it stumbles, it falls, it crawls, it rolls around, it stands up. You don't expect it to take off running down the street the first time it gets its feet on the ground. And the, the writing is the same way. Right. Yeah. guess I'm a little hard on myself, you think? <laughs> I 
think yes, and I think most of us are. We expect yeah. ourselves to be perfect, and we put ourselves out there. And if there's any flaw at all, we feel like we need to withdraw and pull back and say, "I'm not good enough yet, so I'm not. Yeah. Just, I'm not showing the world what I do." And you know, that's how we condition ourselves. I think not only in writing, but in a lot of areas of our lives, especially right. while we're going through transition. You know, we're yeah. learning. We're kind of stretching and growing and getting outside of the comfort zone in the transition phase, and it's you're in a vulnerable spot. It's almost like your shell's been removed and your underbelly's showing. It's like, oh, I don't feel protected. <laughs> and um, I think that part of the transition is work just like you did in your story. Keep moving forward, and eventually you'll get your shell back, and you'll be, you know, back to where you feel confident. Right. Yeah. My best time to write is early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Is that when it's important to write? Whenever oh, it's your best time? Oh, yeah. whenever you feel it's your best time in your rhythm. Now, what I do recommend is trying to find a regular practice. Ah, yeah. If you're seriously trying to blog or if you're trying to become a regular writer, yeah. carve out time every day from 1 to 2, say, or in the morning for you it might be 8 to 9, and yeah. you set yourself up in a space that is made for writing where there's no distractions, and you set your timer for one hour, and you either pick up your pen or you put your fingertips on the keys and you write. And you spend that time, it's sacred time, it's writing time, it's you inviting the muse into your space and allowing yourself to let your guard down and just let the words flow. And every day you build on that draft. You go back the next day and say, oh, that's not what I meant to say at all. And then you start over. Or you say, oh, I had this really great paragraph. I'm going to build on this and throw the rest of the stuff away. It's just a process. But I think it's very important to create a ritual around your writing if you want to be a consistent writer and it's something that's important to you. And for online-based businesses like the ones I deal with, blogging or or writing content is part of how we reach our clients. Yeah, Um, They read our work. We're, I'm going to cut you here for just a moment because we're going to be leaving shortly. But all of this is just words of gold, Glad, because it is so important to have this information. So we do want to repeat it in the next segment, which will be our final segment. But I am, oh, I'm in bright with you. I think I'm going to start tomorrow doing my blog again. So oh, we will be back. We return with more of Second Wind with Joyce Buford after this short break. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy and triumph, revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day. 
with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Welcome back to Second Wind with Joyce Buford, a program focused for and about women. This is a show about how to attain your dreams. Now to help you create the life you want to live to its fullest, here is coach and author of Celebrating 365 Days of Gratitude, Joyce Buford. Welcome back. You are listening to my fabulous guest, Glad Doggett. And she is a content coach, and she's going to tell us about blogging and her business that she offers over the Internet for creating blogs. So, Glad, let's let's talk a little bit more about your business and how people can connect with you. Okay. Well, one of the things I, I just recently offered for the first time is a course on blogging um, for people who don't have a ritual or a regular blogging time or um, habit, a blogging habit set up mm-hmm. in their life. And it's primarily for people who own businesses who are trying to reach other people on the Internet. Um, and it's called the Bee Colony, the Blogging Colony. And the three pillars of that uh, program are you need to build ritual, accountability, and community around your writing practice. And what those three things do is kind of help you sustain it um, especially when, you know, the times are tough or you get writer's block or, you know, you, you're, you get busy with other things and you think, oh, I'll write tomorrow, I'll write tomorrow, and before you know it, a month goes by and you haven't written. Um, you know, the, the accountability ritual and community help you kind of sustain that habit, and that's what it is. It's a habit just like anything else. It's part of your marketing plan if, you, if you know, if you yeah. create a So what are those online. three – Glad, what are those three steps that you do in your – in your, um, it's called the Bee Colony? Yes, that's my, I just created a workshop, um, and we're almost through the, the first one. Um, and I'll offer it again in July. And, you know, it's a small community of people who are trying to build a blogging practice. And what we yeah. do is we hold each other accountable, we create mm-hmm. a writing ritual, and we build a community of support and people who, to get your writing out there, because it's one thing to write every day or write every week consistently, yeah. but if no one is coming to read it, if no one can find it, then it doesn't do what it's supposed to do. So what yes. you do with community is share each other's posts, comment, comment on each other's uh, comment section, and what that does is raise your rankings, gets more attention to your blog. And that, that's ah. crucial. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, you um, know, everybody now, it seems it's an entrepreneur or even I know uh, my neighbor in Santa Fe has his own business and and has had for years, but he is in retirement years and finds blogging a wonderful way to stay connected to his industry. Oh, yes. So blogging is big now. Oh, it's, for, it's been big for years. It's Definitely a huge portion of your marketing pie. If you are an online-based entrepreneur and you are trying to reach clients through that, that the Internet, blogging is very important, not only because it shows people your core values, what you offer, who you are as a service provider, but it gets attention. The blog, every time you post, Google and its little spiders notice you and put, you know, yeah. push your ranking up on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can have a blog but never update it, and it's might, you might as well not have one. If you mm-hmm. have a blog, what you need to do is at least, you know, I do a monthly blog post just because in the nature of my work, I read and edit so many other people's work that, you know, I I spend a lot of time with words and carving out time for my own. I, I can only do it once a month. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, most of my clients are looking for a weekly blog post, and that's what I encourage people to do. Create oh, something, weekly. even if it's a short one, every week, just to keep it active, just to keep it updated, and people know that you're you're actively involved and engaged in your blog. So I could have told about my story, couldn't I, on a blog? Beautiful blog post, yes. And that yeah. metaphor of you know traveling, moving forward in spite of the rain, in spite of the storm, in spite of not knowing, beautiful illustration uh, to, you could use as part of your, a blog post. And as a coach... That's so important to make your ideas concrete. Mm-hmm. Apply them in real life so that people can say, oh, I know what she's talking about when she says transition and moving forward. It's just like when she's in that truck and she's driving across country. You know, mm-hmm. uh, putting uh, little anecdotes or snippets of stories inside your post helps you relate to readers and helps readers understand more of what you're talking about. A little story. We love stories. Right. People are drawn to them. Well, you know, something that I've seen, and I was just look, listening to it the mor- this morning, is that some people do blogs with video versus Word. Yep. That's another way. Now, that's not what my area of expertise. Right. Um, I know people who could help with that, but I'm a Word-focused yes. person. <laughs> and right. so it's my blog, or my help is with writing. And I not only in blogs. I mean, I also can help with content as far as your website. If you're creating packages or programs, I can help with that. Um, Freebies, mm-hmm. e-books, Kindle books, those types of things. I help in all areas of writing online, not just blogs. But blogs are definitely a huge part of that. Right. So if somebody's writing a book, you help them with that as well, right? Yes. Yes, I mm-hmm. can. Yeah. So words is your game. Mm-hmm. I'm a word <laughs> nerd from way back. <laughs> Well, there's on your uh, website, and tell us your website. I want people to be able to find you. Yeah, it's www.wordupwriter.com. Okay. And on that website has a beautiful picture of you. And uh-huh. also there's something called a sign-in or easing uh, that allows them to get a very useful tool from you. What Tell us about that. 
Yeah, that's my um, offer to help people write their bios for their websites. Um, what I found is so many people struggle with writing about themselves. It's easy to write about, you know, your clients or writing about your offer. But when it comes to writing about ourselves, we sort of get in a shell and say, oh, I, I can't tell anybody about myself. That's icky. So <laughs> what I did was I created the, um, the bio uh, builder and uh-huh. the about page. And mm-hmm. it's just a few prompts to help you kind of write out what, you need to share with your audience so that they mm-hmm. know, like, and trust you and can relate to you as a service provider that they want to hire and, um, you know, for you to help them solve their problems. And yeah. I've gotten a lot of great feedback on it because I think a lot of times we don't put ourselves in the mindset of what do I need to share? You know, it's almost like you want to give a resume. I have this, yeah. these numbers and initials behind my name. I've done this training, that, whatever. And that doesn't really respond or make people respond to you in a human way. But if you tell a story, if you share your core values, how you serve and why you serve, which is extremely important, we want to know why you're doing what you do, um, that helps people see you as a human and as something they can relate to. And that's so important because we communicate via our words online, but there's no um, body language, there's no eye contact. So we miss a huge part of what we typically see when we hire someone to help us with whatever problems we have. So we try to fill that void with heartfelt words that convey who you are so that people can say, wow, this person's awesome and I want to hire him or her to help me with my problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I found this to be just a a wonderful tool to help me create mine uh, bio as well. So I I intend, although I did not do step-by-step, I'm going to do this because it's yeah, such you know, a great tool. Time with. Yeah, you should take time with You don't have to do it, sit down and write it all in one session. Sometimes oh, there I go to again. Have to write, be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write a little, take a walk. Write a yeah. little bit more, wash, write a little bit more, take a nap. It's something <laughs> that, it, it's, like I said, it's a process where you, it's like digging a hole. You have to, you know, scoop the dirt and move it out of the way. And that's just, again, the, the building the muscles and getting yeah. comfortable using the muscles you haven't used before until they're strong and you kind of muscle memory. You know, okay, every day I sit down in front of this hour and I write. It's just comfortable now. Yeah, yeah. right. So you have this offering that you people can go and get, but then you mm-hmm. also are going to be doing another blogging program in July about what, mid-July, or how would people find out about signing up for that program, and how much is that program, and some more facts about that. Right. Okay, I'm doing the, the pro, I'm launching the program again in July, and what I plan to do is do a campaign. So if you get on my list, mm-hmm. um, you will get emails and notices that, hey, it's time to sign up for if you're interested in the Bee Colony workshop. And they get um, on your list by... By, by downloading the um, about page build, the yeah, builder that we that just great tool. Yeah. If, if they give me their name and their, their email address, yeah. they'll automatically get on my list. And when it's time to start um, launching for the, um, the next workshop, they would get an email from me saying, hey, if you're interested in this, you know, put your name here. And then what I would do is people who show interest, I would target them for the, uh, the launch. And I would not send people who aren't interested, you know, because – it's, we get so much stuff in our e- email b- inboxes. Yeah. I try not to bombard people with that stuff. But people who say, 
yes, send me more. I'm interested, you know, then I will send them more. Well, now I'm going to give you a testimonial right here because I worked with you <laughs> and I thought you were fabulous. You were great to work with. You were very supportive and you helped me produce my document that I'm very proud of. So I really do uh, recommend you as a writer coach, content coach mm -hmm. for all those mm -hmm. people that are trying to create a blog or a written document of some sort. So with um, they can go to that page as well to find in your offering the price and everything of that, correct? Oh, yes. And, um, when I launch, I'll send all that information as, and, and also a sales page that gives you all the features and benefits and, uh -huh. you know, testimonials from other people so you can see if this is a good fit. You know, maybe you're not ready for that. Maybe that's too much commitment. And if that's, yeah. that's fine, or maybe it's exactly what you need to kind of kick you in the pants to get you started <laughs> so that you have people holding you accountable and saying, you know, every week, hey, you said you wanted to create. So yeah. sit down and create. You know? So tell us again your website so they can connect. We have one minute left. Okay, www.wordupwriter.com. Oh, she's fabulous, folks. Glad I have <laughs> so enjoyed this program today. It really, well, really, you. really is valuable information. You're wonderful, Joyce. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Oh, well, I hope that my all of you will listen in next week to hear our, our subject next week and I know that if you're looking for a coach that you know I'm available by going to second wind with Joyce Buford at gmail.com so please put yourself first think about tomorrow and just keep going forward because life is full of joy and you can be living it Thank you for joining us on today's edition of Second Wind. Join us again next week at the same time as Joyce and her guests share strategies of growth and renewal. You'll learn how to attain goals and dreams and create the life you want to live to its fullest.